you're disrespecting God. Wow. You are disrespecting God because you are not get, using God's given ability for you to progress and transform. That's the fucking bottom line. If you as a man, if you're good getting up every morning and doing the same crap, staying the same way year after year, day after year, day after day, you know, that kind of stuff. What are you doing? You're not using God's given tool. You might as well become an animal. Powerful. When did you get it? I got that Rolls Royce two years ago. Why did you get it? Well, you know, for me, Rolls Royce represents the best money. No, money is not an object. Right. Right? So if you look at the Rolls Royce, if you just look at the material, when you look at the fit and finish, I mean, even if you look at the carpet, it's mink. Mm. So with Rolls Royce, they didn't cut corners at all, no matter what. They went all out. Uh, when you drive a Rolls Royce and then you drive a Mercedes, as good of a Mercedes is, it looks like, it feels like a tin can. Mm. You know? When, when, when you experience the difference, you're saying? Yes. Okay. When you, when, there was one time my mom has a Mercedes. And I bought my mom a Mercedes. Matter of fact, a, a, a cool story I can relate to you is my mom's car broke down when I was 13 in the middle of Oklahoma at 10 o'clock at night at a gas station. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom felt looked really defeated and there was no mechanics open. The people at the gas station they were gracious enough to have us stay there overnight over their house. And I looked at my mom and I told her I was 12 or 13 years old. I said, Mom, one day when I grow up, I'm gonna buy you a Mercedes, don't worry. So three years ago, for Christmas, I delivered her Mercedes. Wow. You know, and that's the whole story. So with that being said, um, you know, she has a Mercedes. And one time I got out and getting out in her car, I'm driving her car. I'm like, why is the window down? You know, because I felt like wind noise and, you know, I felt like this. Yeah. But it wasn't. It was just going from that car to that car. It felt like, you know, it, you know because you're so insulated in there. You're so quiet. It's just, it's just such a different ride. Wow, gotcha. There was actually an experience where a couple, last year I came up on some money and I said, you know what? I want to go rent me one just so I can try it out. And I couldn't rent it because of my age. Oh God, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. But they're probably thought like you're one of those immature, you know, yeah. twenty-year-olds, you know, twenty-some-year-olds that want to go out there and 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 do that. Twenty-three years old, they're like, they're like, you got to be twenty-five to to even to even think about it. I didn't even know that. You see, know? see, the, the, here's what I like about it. Like everything with this car, if you look at all the details, you know, you see that the double R's on the rims right. they always stay in that position, so they don't roll. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. If I roll the car forward, the double R stays there. There's some mechanic there. in there that yes. allows it to stay. Right. Everything, everything from this, the spirit of ecstasy, everything, everything in this car has been thought, thought out for, detailed. It's just, it's just so much that goes into this car. How much is this, when you, bought, when you purchased that, how much is this car? The sticker on this car is 410. $410,000. So, so, so this is the... Um, um, this is the limited edition called the Black Badge. So, you know, for the viewers that are watching from all over the world, you know, I, I know of some investment properties in Jacksonville, Florida, for example. Right. And they're $40,000 for an actual home. Yeah. So you can actually buy 10 homes with this car. What is the mindset and what do you have to say to someone who says, why, Sam? 
Why? Yeah. When, when, when you could buy 10 homes and, and, and feed so many people, why buy a car? Look, you know, it's not about, you know, that. Look, at a certain point, you know, I donate over a half million dollars in charities. You know, I pay over a couple million dollars in taxes. You know, I do my charity work. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to give it and not give back, right? You know, but at a certain time, you got to, like, really achieve what you desirely want. Right. Mm -hmm. Because here's what here, here it comes down to this. If you don't achieve what you personally want, then you kind of like kind of feel resentment towards other people. Mm. You know, you got to kind of make your inside happy. And it's not about that. Like like for me, I achieved it now. It's something I always wanted. Yeah. Right. Let me tell you something really quick. There was a period where um, the whole 2008 happened. Right. And the whole economy hit. I didn't. you know, I almost lost it all. Mm. Right. I, I wasn't prepared. Nobody taught me about it economy nobody taught me about ups and downs in it and when that happened it kind of put me in such a defensive position where when I started making money I was driving a company car and I didn't even buy a car I, I drove a Scion XB hmm. you know wrapped yeah for you know from 2008 to 2016 I drove that for like eight years so so recently yeah I, I mean yeah for yeah recently over yeah. the last two yeah, years yeah so recently I, I drove it even though I could buy whatever car I want I, I resist I resisted but honestly a part of, part of me inside was dying because I'm like well ever since I was a little kid this is what I like I like cars whatever since I was a little kid if you, if I was four five eight ten years old if you came here right now you'd have seen me outside with playing my little cars and playing my remote control yeah. car that's what you would have saw so for me to put that aside and say hey I'm grown up man I don't need that right is is you, you're kind of working against your DNA. So I remember like I was driving by Scion XP, even though I could afford any, any car I want, I was looking at people driving the car, I was like a little bit salivating again. I'm like, man, I want one, I want one, I want one. Then I found out, I'm like, look, man, I gotta, as long as I'm doing things correctly, you know, I'm giving to my kids, you know, I'm giving to my college funds for my kids, you know, my house is paid off, everything is done, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. So now I can be able to do enjoy, something. Enjoy, enjoy. You got to internally, if you're internally not happy, you know, so, you know, this is, so for some people, this is flash. Oh, let, let me show off what I got. Right. I could care, honestly, I could care less what anybody thinks and thinks about me. The only person that I want to impress is my family and the man above. Mm. That's the only person that really ma matters to me. But I'm a car enthusiast. Right, right, right. I'm a car enthusiast. Ever since I was a little kid, I mean, if you brought a clean Volkswagen Bug right now, I'll be salivating over it. You know what I mean? It's not about the price. It's not about thing. You know, I just, I'm a car enthusiast. I can, you know, a, a 67 Camaro, I'll be salivating over it. You know, any, you know what I mean? I'm a car enthusiast. So for me not to fulfill what I truly want in life is, is, is that. Believe me, my, my house, my old house that I moved in to Pennsylvania with my, with my uncle, mm -hmm. that's a $30,000 home. Yeah. So I know, I know what you mean. Right. So and, and so in the car, you were talking about even the carpet. Let's take a look at the carpet and not just the carpet, but the actual interior. Why black and red? Because I wanted to be different. <laughs> have, have you ever seen a Rolls Royce black and red? I have never seen it. Because that. it's custom ordered. Okay. So most of them, you got my kids, all stuff here. I know you guys were coming, so I would have I just, like, you know, get, at least got it clean. But look at the... See, this is mink. Touch that. Touch the mink. Wow. That's wonderful. That's an amazing feeling. So everything in this car is top notch. So, so they're, they're gonna, it comes to a point in your life, like, look, what would I do? What would I build if money was no object? Mm -hmm. And so this is what you would want? That's what I would want. And now, 
interesting enough, this is very similar to the color scheme of your company. Yes, yes. You know, I like the black and red. I think black and red is sexy. You know, and that's why I created the company, Black and Red, and my car's black and red, and pretty much everything I own is, is that. So to, to, for the people who are gonna, you know, talk their stuff on social, is this one of those rented? Is this rented? <laughs> is this rented for the show? Yeah, this is everything. You know, everything is rented. Everything's, rent, every, everything's a show. Yeah, everyone's going to hate, man. Everyone's yeah, going to hate. Know, you know what? You know, you know, you have to understand something. At a certain point, so everybody's going to, to say anything anyone. Who? I don't care if it's rented. Damn, it's a mass rented car. You know what I mean? You know, what, whatever it is. You know, people people are always going to say anything. I learned that. I don't really pay attention to that. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not here to talk about anybody. And, and if you sit down and, and think about what everybody says and all that kind of stuff, I got better things to do. I, my, my, my job is to move my business forward, spend time with my family, and do what makes me happy. That's what you it's mean? all about, what makes you happy. Yes. So let's take it for a ride. Let's do it. Wow. So now that you've created this through your businesses, what is next for you? Man, as far as, as far as business or our cars? No, j just as far as, as business, life and in general. I know your wife is pregnant right yeah, now. Yeah, for, for me it's just, next for me is to be able to streamline my work and honestly spend as much time with the family as possible. Okay. Right. You know, one thing that you know, I have to do to progress is to start delegating more and more, delegating more and more, and, you know, just work more on big picture stuff and spend more quality family time. Okay, gotcha. So your family is important to you. That's my main, that's, that's my main thing, family and God. Now, you, earlier you shared that your dad wasn't in your life. Never. How, how has that impacted you as a father? Oh my God, it has made me, it has almost given me a complex to be the best father possible. He can go this way, probably is better. You know, um, become the best father that I can possibly be. You know, you know, when you are brought up a certain way, there's only two things that can happen. You're either gonna exactly follow the same path or you're gonna say, you know what, I wanna be opposite. And for me, unfortunately, it was the opposite. You know, when I didn't have a dad, I told myself, when I, once I have kids, that I wanna become the best father provider that I can. Okay. And I wanna be able to really, really cherish every single moment not having a dad was kind of hard on me because I, when, I, when I went to you know, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas to everybody else's home, I didn't have the same kind of home they had. I wasn't getting the same kind of gifts. You know, it was, it was kind of tough. You know, I always wish, oh my God, man, I wish I had a dad. You know, I wish I had a dad or I wish I had somebody, you know, to provide for us and be for us and all that kind of stuff. So I never had a male figure in my life. How many kids do you have now? I have two daughters and two sons on the way, God willing. Wow, two daughters already and, mm -hmm. and two little boys. Two little boys on the way. And so you made, a, you made it a mission in your life to be present in their life. I have to, I mean, I mean God, I mean, <clears throat> I don't even know if, why would there be an option not to? Right. Honestly, I don't, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I don't understand how, as a parent, you wouldn't want to be in your kid's life. Correct. You know, I mean, that, to me, they're, they're my heartbeat. They're, they're everything to me. So I've heard you bring up faith a few times. Mm -hmm. How has faith impacted you in your business and in your personal life? Faith to me is, 
going going forward when you don't know what the outcome is going to be. You know, it's kind of like jumping off the building knowing that you're going to be okay. You know, and in life, I don't care what religion you are. You know, you know, I'm not going to you know, preach religion. You know, and I'm not. I'm a very novice at religion. And but here's what I will tell you. I will tell you that. Um, that you have to believe in a higher power than yourself here on this earth. So um, you have to believe in that. And because of that, you know, you have to do good work. You have to, you have to say, man, you know, I'm, God has put me, I'm here put on this earth for just more than just serving myself. And once you understand that, that's when you start making better decisions for your life. What is your routine when it comes to faith? Well, is it, is it like church on Wednesday or is it, I mean, a church on Sunday or, you know, what does it that look like? You know, you know, for me is, for me, when, when I'm looking at the whole overall picture, here's, yeah, yeah, you know, my whole thought on faith is, you know, you're not a so-called faith person, faith, you know, personal faith if you're just going Wednesdays or on the... On, or on the weekend or on the Sunday and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, that, that, that doesn't make you, you know, a person of faith. A person of faith is something that you do every single day. Mm. You walk it, you talk it, you be it, you know. Just because you go to church Sunday or you, you, you know, you, you show up on Wednesday, that doesn't make you a person of faith. That, that shows some commitment to it. You know, for me, faith is every second of every day. Gotcha. You know, you, know, you got to walk it, talk it. But, you know, as far as that's concerned, you know, I think, you know, I commit to going to church every Sunday, you know, I, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've gone to church as many times and just fell asleep. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean, for me, I can't go to a church where since I'm such a novice person at, at Jesus and God, I can't go to a church. And next thing you know, they, they go right out of the Old Testament and just read it. I'll fall asleep. Were you were you raised Catholic? No, I, I was I was born as a Muslim. Muslim. Yes. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm Iranian. Okay. So my mom later on became a Christian, and my mom later on was was you know speaking to, you know, you know even my even though my family was born a Muslim, none of them really practiced. They were just Muslims. They had the, they had the name. They had the name. Okay. You know, they all drank and gambled and you know do all that kind of stuff. It was like a no no in the Muslim world, right? You know, but my mom became a Christian, and they started taking me to church, and you know, I, I just thought church was the most boring thing because gotcha. you know went over there, but. Well, as I got older, I wanted to become closer to God, and I wanted to find a church that I could relate to, that can talk to me in a, in a way that I can understand and I can apply every day, not something that is out of Old Testament. I will fall asleep. Right, right. You know, so after years of years of going to you know different churches, I found a church that I can really, really relate to and really, really take a message and apply it to today's world. And, um, you and know, how do you use that in your company and in your leadership? What you've learned in faith, in your company, and in your leadership? I mean, look, if you really, really look at some of the some of the leadership books, some of the top leadership books, it's almost the Bible teaches the same thing, the same principles. Which is, you know, which, so, which, which out of all the principles, which to you means the most? You know, you know, believing in something greater than yourself. Okay. You know, I, I mean, look, everybody's always in this day and age, is everything is self-serving. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've learned in life is this, the more people you help, the more you serve, the more God will bless you. I can't tell you how much that has meant and has done in my life. You can do a U-turn here. Right.
Um, so having said that, man, I mean, that, that has been the key cornerstone of, of my success is really getting down and really, really coming from a good place and helping people. Okay. You know? And so uh, back to the first question, the last question, your, your routine in your faith. What does that look like? How often when to give others a perspective as to something that they could follow? I go to church 1030 in the morning every Sunday. Okay. You know, and and I have a, I have my pastor's phone number. Okay. And I text them if I really need extra help. I get on the phone with them if I need to run something by them. That's my faith. Mm. You know, you know. So relationship driven. It's, yeah, absolutely. Okay. 100%. Okay. Now, uh, something that we were talking about earlier today that and you brought up the time 10:30 a.m. How important is routines and habits in your life and in success? It's, it's everything. I mean, you know, you gotta build habits for you to be able to be successful. You have to build what I call success habits. And success habits is easily formed by you committing to a certain thing at a certain time on a daily, weekly, monthly, or whatever yearly basis. Once you do that, it becomes a part of you and it becomes part of your DNA is embedded in you. You know, good habits will make you great. And unfortunately, bad habits will compound to disaster. Okay. And so, for example, we were talking earlier, I know I need a car wash every week. Right. Right? So rather than, you know, thinking about it, oh my God, so what, what day am I going to do it every week? What time am I going to do it every week? I'm like, hey, what can I commit to? What, what day and time can I commit to car washes and who can I, who can I commit, count on coming and doing it for me? Hmm. So for example, my car wash guy knows at 7.30 every Friday is car wash time. Okay. I know it on time, so I don't have to think about it. I don't have to make another decision. It automatically happens. I know I need a haircut. What time is my haircut every week? It's at 6 a.m. on Fridays every week. It's, it doesn't change. You know, I know my workout is 4 a.m. every single day. It doesn't change. You know, I know, for example... So what's the whole week? What's the whole, take, take me through Sunday through Saturday as far as routines. Is this it? No, I keep going straight. Take me to Sunday as far as, and, and Saturday as far as your routine. So my, my routine is, you know, my, my, I get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I come downstairs. I take my little pre-workout shade. I read my goals. I go over the book. I, I go over my goals. go over my, you know, what I'm going to do that day. I hit the gym. I come home. I come home. I have a nice breakfast. And what time is breakfast? Breakfast at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. Every morning? Every morning. You know, I get I get to to uh, work about 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then from then on, I have my meetings for the staff. You know, I have, you know, appointments that I need to do. And I work till 4 o'clock. Okay. That, that's all, everything that's work-related. You know, some, some meetings that I have at work, they're recurring. So, for example, Monday morning at 9 a.m., I have a staff meeting that we're going to talk about what, what we have planned for the week, what we're going to do. Okay. Right? Once comes four o'clock, that's family time. Mandatory. Mandatory. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Mandatory, okay. Automatically open. Now, is there ever a time, you know, like nowadays, man, it's, on social media, it's talking about hustle, 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 hustle. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a time where, man, you got to pass the four o'clock? Well, you know, rarely ever. Okay. You know, but what? But I'm very conscious that I have to spend time with the family. But in this current stage, mm-hmm. so what about, let's say, for example, if you're coaching me, 
and I'm at the stage where I would say I'm three years in or two years in. I'm still a young buck. Mm -hmm. Should I have a similar routine to you? Very, 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 very good question. No. Okay. I've earned it. You've earned it. Gotcha. I've earned it. So, you know, there was a time when I started blowing up the camp, when I started really, really scaling the business. Believe it or not, it, I came out of adversity too. And let me tell you what I mean by that. I told you. The, every, the camp is a fitness nutrition. It's uh, it, it, a fitness. It, it, my fitness franchise that we have on 110 locations. We're, we're international. So let me tell you. Um, so I told you everything in my life was somehow God pushed me to it. I didn't want to go there, right. right? So, you know, I was married before. And, you know, we went through a really hard time with, it, with the economy and everything. I was just starting to, you know, turn things around. And then I came home. I got served with divorce papers. You got served with divorce. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. You know, we got we got in a big fight, and I got served with divorce papers, and I got kicked out of my own home. And um, I literally packed a couple of my things and went to a hotel called Hotel Chino Hills off of 71 Freeway here, mm -hmm. and literally just sat down there and started crying, you know. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what was going on. And I literally um, sat there, and I said, what I'm going to do, this was five years ago. And I said, okay, now I'm 40 years old. I was basically, you know, my house was on foreclosure, you know, and I'm literally almost lost everything. I just started turning it around, mm -hmm. and now I got hit with this, God, what are you doing this to me? You know, and so I sat down, I said, what are you gonna do? Now, now you're, you know, you lost your family. You know, now you now your kid's gonna grow up without a dad. You know, all the stuff that I didn't want. Right, right. You know what I mean? The stuff that I didn't want. You know, I literally was gonna do, I'm like, okay, no, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go like do what your other friends have done in the past when they got divorced or go to the clubs and start drinking and start chasing women and doing stupid stuff? Mm -hmm. or, or what do you want out of your life? And I said, you know what? My top priority came down to I wanna spend as much time with my children. When I'm not spending my much time, I wanna be able to provide a legacy and a living for them. Mm -hmm. So when you become crystal clear on your mission in life, and what you want to do, then decision-making becomes very easy, right? So since, basically, I can only see my children on Wednesday nights and on the weekends, then that means if I'm not with my children, what's my second option? Work. Work, okay. Right? Provide for them. So all I did for four years was spend time with the kids and work. I literally would work. Work, work, work. I would work 24-7. I would fall asleep with the laptop in my chest, like you were telling me. <laughs> yes, I, I remember being in a hotel room, laptop in my chest, you know, working. And that's how I started really blowing the business up, blowing the things up. Because haven't I not been in that position, I probably didn't work as hard, mm -hmm. and I would never have been here. Now, fast forward, I made a multi-multi-million dollar company International franchise in the five in that five years in that span. five years, and how many how many millions for perspective? Right now, the company is valued at fifty two million dollars, you know, and um, and it's growing rapidly, you know, um, and that's the span of five years. So now, now that I'm remarried to my soulmate, you know, you know, and and now I'm like, all right, well, I need to make sure now that I have a relationship, be able to nurture a relationship. Nurture my, nurture my children. And so now that's why we're, we're here. Gotcha. So if you are, you know, if you are a single man, you know, and I'll tell you, 
you know, keep working. Keep working. Keep working. So you know, what should the single man or the single woman be doing? You know, they can't have the same routine that you have. And I think that's like one of the false positives about asking, you know, millionaires, <laughs> hey, what's your routine look like? Because you're, you're already established. I earned it. Right. I've earned it. But, but, but the way I earned it was to work around the clock. And to this day, look, what day is Saturday, right? You know, most people say, no, I don't want to do an interview Saturday. I don't want to do anything Saturday. I don't want to do anything like that. But I want to do this. You know, I'm taking the time to do this. I want to do this. I, I respect you. I want to do this. You know, I could have easily just said, no, I'm going to do it another time or anything like that. But I, for me, for me, it's hard. Let, let me tell you, let, let me just put it. I love what I do. I love work. Mm. So for me to stop it, that's a discipline. I'm exercising my discipline. Of, Mo- of stopping. Of stopping. Because I'd rather work. Gotcha. I'm, I'd rather work. You know, my wife, a lot of times, is going to be like, Sam, you know, this morning I got up at 4 a.m., went to the gym. Sam, she's like, you, even on the weekends, you, you, can you just sleep in one day? I'm like, that's just my routine. That's how I've been bred, bred myself all, all through the years. Now, like I said, if you are single, if, if your main focus right now, you know, is your main focus is to build your company, then build your company. Every second you're not working on it, you're wasting. You know, so don't tell me you want to become a millionaire, but then every weekend you're out there boomeranging, excuse my language, but you're boomeranging your fucking shots. You know what I mean? You know, you, know, you can't be out there, oh, I'm having a drink, I'm having a drink. Excuse my language, what the fuck are you celebrating? Hmm. You haven't achieved anything yet. You set a goal and you, you're coming up short. Until, you, you know, why don't you put a goal together and then celebrate once you reach the goal. Until then, shut the fuck up and work. You know what I mean? And and, and I want people to understand that's this the kind of mentality that I that I have to, I have to have. You know, right now I can retire and never work again. I work because I want to, not because I need to, because that's my DNA. I've, you know, I don't understand with some of these new people on the block. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, I have to have balance. You have to have. You have to earn. Balance. You have to earn balance. If you want to be balanced, you have to go through a period of unbalance to earn being balanced. You know, you know. Here's here's what, here's what. um, Let let me give an analogy. You know, I'm in the fitness industry, right? I got people coming in that for years, for years they neglected their health. For years, they're all they ate is McDonald's, chips, you know, fries, you know, just. Ate bad all year, sat on the couch, didn't do shit, right? And then all of a sudden, now they're 100 pounds overweight, their health is in jeopardy. And now they have their relatives say, well, don't go to the gym every day. You have to be balanced. You have to be balanced. You didn't even tell that person to be balanced when they were shoveling shit in their mouth every single day for the past 10 years. But now they start walking every day. You know, oh, you have to you slow down a little bit, right? You know, Tony Robbins talk about it. It's called full immersion. 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 If you're gonna do something, go all in. Don't go all in. If you're 100 pounds overweight, okay, go all in. No, well, let me just start a little bit and then that's not gonna motivate you. Commit to it, go all in. Go all in and do whatever you can to be able to get that weight off and become healthy. If you are broke right now, don't be like, oh, well, I wanna work eight hours and I'm gonna be able to be balanced and be able to balance. No, go all in. Go all in. Well, how, do you, how do you go all in? Like, say for example, we got you got the weight loss and or weight gain, and then you have the work, and then you have the family. But you, but you're still in the beginning. How how can you go all in on all of them? You can look. You sit down and you just prioritize what what, what you want to do. 
You assign a time to it and you stay focused on that time and you protect that. One of my mentors said, you have to protect your time, you have to protect your children. And, and it, it never is more true, because look, as much as I love everyone here, if I had to choose to, to be with you or with my children, I will be with my children 100 times out of 100 times. Mm-hmm. So every time I'm wasting, I'm taken away from that. So every time you're wasting from your goal, you're taken away from that. You'll be surprised if you are ruthless with your time management, how much you can get done. The problem is that people get distracted. The problem is that people don't fully commit. Hmm. And if you just put a system together, hey, look, you wanna, you wanna lose, you wanna lose 100 pounds, come into two hours of exercise in a day. Why a half an hour? Why a half hour three times a week? Why don't you come, why don't you, oh, well, I can't do it at this time. Get up at two o'clock in the morning. Do it at three o'clock in the morning, do it at four o'clock. Nobody's bothering you there. I've done it, I don't have to lose 100 pounds. Just come in and get it done. The worst thing you can do, here's one, the worst thing you can do is to say you're gonna do something and don't follow through with it. You know what that does to your self-esteem? What does that do? Every time you make a promise to yourself and you don't follow through, you just basically tell yourself that your word is not good enough. And that's a big blow to your self-esteem. You basically tell yourself that you, you know, you're not gonna follow through. You're not gonna follow through with anything. It's okay not to follow through. That's why if I make a promise to myself or somebody, to myself is more important. You know, honestly, you know, the worst person that you can you, 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 you can disappoint is yourself. Hmm. Because when you disappoint yourself, your self-esteem goes down. So if I tell myself, I'm gonna to tomorrow, here's what I'm gonna do, and I don't do it, that becomes a habit. It's okay for me to say I'm gonna do something, I'm not gonna do it. So there's times that I say, yeah, I'm gonna work out tomorrow at 4 a.m. And something comes up, I ain't go to bed till one. I still show up at four. Gotcha, that was my next question, but. I still show up at four because I told myself I'm gonna do it. I might be a zombie, I might not have a great workout, I might not, but I show up, I do whatever I can, then I come back home and go to sleep. But if I said I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it because I wanna make sure I tell myself it's not okay to go back on my word to myself. There's a book by Sham Shad Hamster. It's called What to Say to Yourself When You're Talking to Yourself. It's the most profound book because the way the conversation that you're having inside with yourself is so important in your overall achievement and overall success. And if you keep putting yourself down, and if you keep promising yourself stuff that you don't follow through, then it's gonna be a long road for you. Hmm. So what, what, what have you said to yourself that you're gonna accomplish in the next few years? Okay. That, that the audience can expect from you. Okay, so I told myself by the time I retire, which is, which is 5-1-2023, that's when I'm retiring. That doesn't mean I'm not going to work. That's when I'm retiring, right? I'm going to have 500 locations. 500? Five, yes. So you got to open up 490 in the next two and a half years. I'm going to open up 390 because I have 110 now. Oh, okay. So 390 because I know the numbers. I already know the numbers, yeah. right? I'm going to be a Santa millionaire. Santa is how many? 100 million. I'm going to be worth 100 million. And I, that, that's my main thing as far as finances are concerned. You know, I'm gonna make um, 1% nutrition and nine-figure company. Those are what you can expect to me, for me in 5-1, in before 5-1-2023. Now let me, get, let me, you know, if you go to my office, I'll show you right now when we go to my office, there's a check written to me for 5-1-2023 that is on my computer, it says 100 million. Funny, funny enough, I made a check to myself 
five years ago for one million. Five years ago was the first time that I saw one million dollars in my account. Just one million. You, you wrote it five years ago? No I, no, I wrote it, I cashed it five years ago. You cashed it five years ago? Yeah, so. When did you write the check? I would say eight, nine years ago. Oh, okay. So four years before I became a millionaire, I wrote, my, wrote a check, you know, and it was, God, it was like 2013 or 14 on my birthday. It says 5-1-2013 or something, 2014. And it, it was for $1 million. And, you know, I, could, I didn't know how I was going to get that, but I wrote it, right? And I looked at it every day. It was on my refrigerator at the time. It was on my refrigerator. And even when I moved out of my little apartment, it was on my, my little apartment refrigerator. Mm. And I looked at it, I looked at it, and I cashed it before that. I actually went to the bank and cashed it. And here's the funny thing I didn't know. They won't give you a million dollars in cash. Why? If you go to the bank and you say you want to take a million dollars, they won't give it to you. They don't even have it at the they don't, first, they don't, you don't. They don't even have 50000 you have to order it. Right. But even a million dollars, they won't give you a million dollars at a time. They'll give you a hundred thousand at a time. You have to go back ten times. And every time you go back, you have to sign a waiver that if you get mugged or killed or shot, <laughs> you know, carrying this out of the bank, they're not responsible. Wow. I didn't know that. There was a time one time that I went I took a couple of my employees, you know, just to motivate them. Hey, I'm right. gonna take a hundred thousand out. Let me show you. And they actually pulled me to the side. Hey, sir, are you getting mugged? Are they with you? Are you okay? They thought <laughs> I, 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 I was doing that. So my goal was just to see what a million dollars looked like. So I took a million dollars in cash. I put it in a bag. Took a picture of it. Sent it to all my friends. Everybody says, I want to be a millionaire. And said, here, look. I mean, that was not even that much. It, I, you know, it just filled up duffel bag. You know, it wasn't like, I, I thought it would be like, ah, it would be around like a, a whole room. It wasn't. A million dollars worth of $100, $100, $100 bills is this Small, big. Okay. Yeah, it's this big. You know, and uh, now when I'm looking at that check, $100 million, I'm looking at it like, man, I'm getting the same feeling when I did when I wrote the first million. Man, God, that's a that's a far stretch. That'd be great, but I don't know, man. That's a that's a pretty far so stretch. You're still doubting yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you all, but, but here's what you have to do. On your goals, you have to put a goal that stretches you. Yeah. I'm not doubting it. I'm I'm stretched. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm stretched. You know, I'm going like this. I'm like, oh, that's a stretch. You know, when I when I when I did a million dollars, my like, man, that's a stretch. And I got to a million dollars. I said, baby. You know, Arturo made me a Mimi when I was squatting. I was going like this. I was literally almost crying. And he goes, you know, he wrote, he wrote, wrote a Mimi on my, on my picture. When you make your first million dollars and find out it ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to give me that Mimi. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I literally, I made the first million dollars. I'm like, I, you know, I'm, for me, you know, growing up, growing up, you, you thought a yeah, million dollars is everything, right? Yeah. You know, my mom, like, I, my mom growing up, my mom would say, this guy's a millionaire. This guy's a millionaire. This guy's a millionaire. And he grew up, he fucking making a million dollars. I'm like... That ain't shit. I put a million dollars just in upgrades in my house. Uh, you know what I mean? More than that, one and a half in upgrades in the house. You know, fuck, backyard was 700,000. You know what I mean? So, so you look at him like, God, man, million dollars really didn't take me much. Now what's next? What's next? What's next? You know what I mean? Then you want, okay, now let's make 10 million. Now let's 20 million, 50 million. Now my next goal is 100 million. You know, and, um, you know, and that's what, 
that's what this, you know, stretch, co your context changes. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched that comedy skit with Chris Rock. Chris Rock is one of my favorite comedians. But he was talking about the difference between, between wealthy and rich. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we're talking about money is a context, right? He goes, look, Oprah, as wealthy as rich as she is, right? <laughs> If Bill Gates opened up one day and looked at his bank account and, and, and wrongfully he thought his bank account was Oprah's bank account and he saw Oprah's bank money, he goes, he'd probably like jump off a building and slash his throat on the way down because he was like, what the hell happened to me, right? And here's, here's the thing. When I first started lifting, remember I told you when I went to the, to the you know, all that kind of stuff. For me, it was like, okay, well, if I get to one plate on each side, I was a scrawny kid, 135, I'd be great. Then after that, let me do 185. Mm. Or oh, let me do two plates, 225. Oh my God, if I do 275, 315, 365, 405. You know, you always want to go on next. And then once you get there, anything less than that, it's just not good, right? Same thing comes with money. So there's, there's, a, there's a pattern in your growth and it, and it all revolves around progression. Progression is everything. Progression is everything. Look, for me, if you're staying the same, you're dying. What do you, look, thank you for bringing that up. Because progression is transformation. Progression is transformation. I mean, look, the name of my business is called the Camp Transformation Center, right? The Camp Transformation, you know, you know why I call it the Camp Transformation Center? Why? Because look, if you look at the fitness, the methodology of fitness comes and goes, mm -hmm. right? One day yoga is hot, one day Pilates is hot, one day CrossFit is hot, one day this is hot, one day cycling. Right now it's cycling, soul cycle, soul cycle. Yeah. How many times are gonna get on the fucking bike and do, do the same thing, same right, music, right? right. You, you know, that ain't going nowhere, right? That ain't going nowhere, right? So, so with that being said, what is the thing that always stays constant? What is Progression, it? transformation. Progression. What's the difference between my dog What's the difference between my dog and us? What, what is it? Does, does the dog get up every morning and say, I want to progress? No. It just lives. It just lives, right? It's, it's cool just getting the food yeah. and having somewhere to live and staying the same. The dog doesn't want to progress. The dog, dog doesn't want to transform. So you talk about progression, I call it transformation. It's the same thing, mm. right? As humans, the reason we're at the top of the food chain is the fact that we got to build to get up every morning and say, I need to progress. I need to transform. I need to become better. And that's why, even though we can't beat the tiger and the elephants and the dinosaurs and, 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 and the elephants and, and the lions, we can outsmart them, right? And if you, as a human, getting up every morning and doing the same shit as my dog, as the animal and the tiger, which means you're not progressing. You're disrespecting God. You are disrespecting God because you are not get, using God's given ability for you to progress and transform. That's the fucking bottom line. If you, as a man, if you're good getting up every morning and doing the same crap, staying the same way year after year, day after year, day after day, you know that kind of stuff, what are you doing? You're not using God's given tool. You might as well become an animal. Powerful. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's why I love your show. That's why I love what you do. You talk about progression, I talk about transformation, but it's the same thing. Your story, your vision, your testimony, your message will bring people closer to God more than ever. 
you. 100%. Appreciate that. And that's what I want, man. I want, I, I want at this point, I want to fulfill. I want to be able to make a difference in people's lives. You know, if I can do it, come from my humble beginning, my humble background, if I can make a change in one person's life, you know, that, that's good enough for me. That's got to be the first book you, you read. So this is my humble office. So we're in Sam's office. And is, when you look, look, I have, even on Saturdays, you know, I print out my schedules. I print out my schedule, you know, weeks ahead of time. Like, it was Saturdays, Thursday. The whole schedule is. I have it all the time, the whole week. I have my schedule. I'll print it one week at a time. Even on Saturday, I have a schedule, what I'm going to be able to get done. And then I have what I have, what I call my checklist, what I need to do every single day, who I need to report to and talk to. So I, my goals for 2019. How often do you write your goals? I read, I, I, I rewrite them probably every month, but I read them twice a day. 2019 goals, life goals. Here's my check. And we'll make sure to blur out the numbers, but wow. So this is your company that's going to pay you $100 million. Look at it, 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 it doesn't even have enough zip places for the zeros. I know, you see that? And that'll be for your 50th birthday retirement. Powerful. I can't wait to celebrate that with you. Let's do it. I can't wait to celebrate that with you. Cannot wait. And so now he, we're, we're going to head over to your, to your, to your garage, <laughs> and we're going to end off this interview. And I wanted to say thank you, Sam. Of course, man. Of course. For, That's my pleasure. Access into your brain, into your experience, your home. Is your, is your wife here? Yes, my wife. I think she's putting the um, putting baby cribs together. So your, to your wife, is a, you're about to have twins now. Yes. So talk to me about the fatherhood aspect and the business and merging the two together. Man, it, you know, it's a fine balance, you know, but to me, the best thing that I can do for my children is not teach them, and show them. Teach, not teach them, but show them. You know what I mean? Okay. You, know, you know, I can, I, can, I can say and say and try to teach all I want, but the kids are going to learn from just seeing me do. Gotcha. So seeing the work ethic, seeing me getting up, seeing what I do. Do you want your kids to be entrepreneurs? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Do, I don't, do you I, think it's, a, it's inevitable that they will be? Um, I don't know if it's inevitable that they're going to be, but the one thing that I've done for my kids, so as soon as I became Papa Bear, mm. one thing I did for them is to start a fund for them, you know, and I automatically put a certain amount of money into that account so that once they grow up, they have access to it. So they're able to, you know, invest it and, and, and do business, whatever they want to do. Maybe if, if they want to go to higher education, if that's what they choose to do, they can do, right? But another thing I've done for them is I started a YouTube and a Instagram account for them. They both have their own YouTube and Instagram account, and I've been working on them, right? So I, I always ask everyone, I'm going to ask you, what's better? When you, if you had a kid right now, what would be better in this currency right now? Would a million dollars be better to give a kid when, when, you know, when they turn 25? Or would a million followers be better when they turn 25? In this, just, in this currency. Yeah, right now, yeah. Well, personally, because of what I've been through, I would say a million dollars. Okay. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what a million dollars would be better or a million followers. I would say this. Now, if, this, if my daughter watches me and learns entrepreneurship and able to solve a problem for people and has a million people audience, hmm. 
could potentially make more than a million dollars that I'm going to give her. Right. All she needs to do is learn and solve a problem and have an audience. So, so to answer that question is, I don't know which one is better. You're going to give them both? I'm going to give them both. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give them both. And, you know? and what I recognize that you're doing is you're giving them content of their experience before they even hear. Absolutely. So, so they can go to YouTube and watch, hey, this is what it was like before I was born. Absolutely. You know, you know it's funny. The other day I was, you know, um, my daughter gets in a Range Rover. Because, Daddy, do a video of me getting a Range Rover. I want to I say something. So she gets in a Range Rover, and she's like, well, let me tell you about the Range Rover. I like the Range Rover. You know, she did a little review of the car, right? Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, good. She goes, no, 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 Daddy, I messed up. I'd redo it again, redo it again. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I forgot to say subscribe to my channel. And I'm going, like, she's nine years old, right? And then, let me tell you the funniest thing ever. Seeing two little girls fight over who got more followers. Wow. And like, like having a little argument. And, you know, my, my five-year-old says, Daddy, I have a million followers. And my, uh, my nine-year-old, she goes, no, you don't. You only have 21,300 followers. I have 27,000 followers. So I'm more popular than you. You know? <laughs> That's where this generation has gone to. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, it's so funny, man. So you're actually investing because as you're, you're investing, like when we do this show, hey, maybe in 10 years, your your eight your nineteen your nine year old will be nineteen, and she can see, hey, this is what it looked like. I want I want them to create their own economy. Yeah, I'm 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 making a, I'm, I'm federalizing everything for them so they have their own economy. I don't want them to rely on anybody or anything else. They have to make their own economy. You're making your own economy, hmm. you know. And in life, you have to have your own ecosystem. And I'm creating it down for them. Not only I'm going to be able to teach them, but I'm going to show them and put them in a favorable position to win, you know, to be able to do that. And that's why, you know, we, you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm, I'm investing time and effort for their accounts as well. Right. You know, and I want, I want them to have an audience and be able to do that kind of stuff. What is this? So what is the last few words that you want to share with the people that are viewing? I'll tell them is, is this, man. I mean, we live in the greatest country in the world, you know. In this day and age, nothing is guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was growing up, they told me, become a doctor, become a lawyer, become an engineer, and you're going to be rich and you're going to be good and all that kind of stuff. And I became a doctor. Nobody brought me any money. I was in $150,000 student loans, a bunch of credit card debt, and almost had to file for bankruptcy. So now you have to create your own economy. And most importantly, here's what I always tell you. You have to love what you do. This, you know, every day I work around the clock, but I don't feel like I'm working. You know, I, I'm having fun. And you have to create the same thing for yourself. And at the end of the day, you know, do something that's gonna fulfill you. You know, you have to, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be happy. You made a difference and you're happy with yourself and you're proud of yourself. Don't just do it for the money. Obviously, you have to pay your bills. You know what I mean? But are you really, really, truly fulfilled? Tony Robbins says, my favorite quote of all times, he says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Hmm. You know, and success means, look, you know, imagine if you have success, you have all the cars, you have all the homes, you have all the clothes, you have everything, but you feel empty inside because you really haven't made a difference in society. Nobody can come say, hey, you know what, you changed my life. That's a very bad place to be. That means that, you know, you get to where you want to go, but you're still not happy inside. Happiness comes from giving and con contribution.
And if you're not contributing to the society, you're not contributing anything, and the only thing you ever done was self-serving, that sucks. Powerful. Yeah. Thank you so much for being of on course. the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that cuts it. We, you know, I was born in Tehran, Iran, capital city. And um, when I was three, we, we went to war with Iraq. Oh, wow. You know, Saddam Hussein, guy you might know, you know, was bombing on us, started bombing on us. Every night we hear the bombs and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, planes flying over and you hear bomb, bam, 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 and you see anti-air missiles. It looked like Disney now, but except it was war. Well, this one was my first watch, which I thought, my first, like, so-called nice watch, right? So this one is just a tag. But it was symbolic for me because when I first thought I made some real money, I got a first watch with some diamonds in it. This was five grand. Wow. Right? And I kept it because I want to be able to say, hey, man, this is when I thought I made it. 